HBO fucked up because they could have still had HBO boxing. They gave the zone this lane because they moved the fuck out the way. And now here we are a year or two later and we're talking about what can keep people here subscribed. Hmm, I don't know. They did have this thing called HBO Boxing that lasted forever that people had HBO for. Why don't they have HBO Boxing now? Why don't they redo HBO Boxing so that all these new subscribers can be these sports fans that sign up for not only all the entertainment, the movies, the, the TV, yada, 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 but the live HBO boxing that would be happening every Saturday all, and all the big pay-per-view fights that would have happened on HBO too. HBO gave that up and now we're sitting here like, what can they do to keep people coming back no matter what and have this hardcore base hold on to the subscription? Huh, well, they have DC Comics. Why don't they still have HBO boxing? I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I am the unforgettable one. Charles is always daydreaming, and we are just two guys that like BSing at work. But today, this is nothing to BS around or about. There's a lot going on in the world of entertainment. And we and we failed you guys. I, I'll admit it. We have failed you guys as the dope blog. We talk the sports. We talk hip-hop. We talk that. But we don't ever really talk movies and TV shows and stuff, which is one of our bigger passions, which is another thing that we have come together about and one of the reasons why we want to do this bs network podcast is because when we work together that's what we talked about sports music and television slash movies and there is a major development going on in the movie world charles about to give you all the details about it but if you haven't heard hbo max which is warner brothers along with a bunch of other little companies but HBO Max, which is essentially the Warner Brothers and HBO streaming service, has announced that due to COVID and due to everything that's going on, their entire movie catalog for 2021, yes, their entire movie catalog for 2021 will go straight to HBO Max, which is their streaming service, as well as, I believe you can see it in theaters as well, if your theaters are open, but they're basically gonna say, you know what, we're not gonna mess around anymore. We're tired of all the delays, we're tired of all the pushbacks, we're gonna try this. We have the streaming service, we're gonna give you everything on HBO Max when it comes out next year. And so that's what we're getting. And so Charles, I know you have the information in front of you, let, let them know what that entails, because I don't think people are, are grasping what that really means. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. And you're right, all of us. I mean, like, if the person's been on a dope blog podcast, they are a movie nerd in some way, shape, or form. Mm. I'm, and me and Brett, both comic book nerds, both, we love movies across the board. Me and my wife, we love horror movies. We watch way too many all the time. Me and Tim, I swear to God, Brett and Tim could just go, you know, start spacing out about Avatar or some other random anime that they both actually have some fondness for. So we really have failed when it comes to actually talking about these random things that we like. But hey, it's 2020. You know, everyone's fucking up. But he, yeah, in we, front of me, it would, and it wouldn't be on brand if we weren't BSing, right? So yeah, there yeah. you go. This 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 is the pod that has been on brand all year. It's really thrived if you think about it. Right. No matter what, it's doing its job. Yeah, Bullshit Network is working. <laughs> this is from TheVerge.com, from Julia Alexander. The headline reads, if you guys want to look it up, Warner Bros. will release all of its new 2021 movies simultaneously on HBO Max. And it says, Warner, Warner Media is pushing even more aggressively into streaming by releasing every single one of its movies in 2021 simultaneously on HBO Max. There are some limitations to the new business model and the movies will only stream on HBO Max for one month before leaving the platform for a period of time. They will also pay in theaters simultaneously, keeping the relationship with the movie theater distributors like AMC and Regal. The plan is to run this experiment for one year. For people who don't have access to HBO Max in their market, it appears that the theatrical releases will still be a go-to option. The movies Warner Brothers are planning to release in, uh, on HBO Max include The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, 
Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Reminisce, Malignant, Dune, The Many Saints of Nork, King Richard, Cry Macho, and last but certainly not least, The Matrix 4. All of these titles could change depending on delays. All films will be released on HBO Max in 4K, Ultra HD, and HDR. So here's what I want to say about that. One, I think it's a brilliant strategy on their part because for people that don't know, HBO Max has kind of not gotten off uh, to the start that they wanted it to. Everybody's trying to compete with Netflix. Netflix is still king. And HBO Max, no matter what it's done, has not gotten the subscriptions that it's been looking for. I myself have still not subscribed to it. So I think this is a smart idea, especially, I didn't even know this, but especially when you read that part about the movies are only going to be available for a month, that's, that's a brilliant strategy because you have to get it and you have to, and you have to maintain it because if there's a couple movies out that you want to see, you know, you only have a finite amount of time to see it. Um, it's not like Netflix where you can download Netflix at any time and it'll be there, even if it's stuff from years ago. So that's smart. That's smart. This is a way for them to kind of make their mark and make that push um, for people. And you're actually to... dead, on, you're dead on, just so you know, that the article even cites that Warner Brothers Media, Warner Media, and parent company AT&T haven't mm-hmm. seen the subscriber additions that they would like. And they have lost millions this year. Hundreds of millions of dollars on the movie Tenet. I still haven't seen it. I want to see it. I've heard good things. But that's obviously one of those big type of movies that would have made bank off word of mouth after the first week. So right. it's certainly hurting in certain ways. And now we have seen these streaming services push these blockbusters to, or these companies push these blockbusters to these streaming services like Mulan. And it's mm. probably better for Mulan because people ended up paying for it. And the word of mouth on that was terrible. Like, right. if I was in theaters, that would have been a, one of the biggest bombs ever anyway. Right. And, and you see, and again, unfortunately, they're not Disney. They don't have the catalog that Disney has where people will buy Disney Plus just for the nostalgia pieces that are already there. To be honest with you, I do want HBO Max. There's a, as a comic book nerd, uh, me and Charles were talking about this, you know, there's shows like Titans and Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol that I want to see, All but I'm also... the animated movies are on there. Like, for the right. most part, not every single one, but if, if when I say that as a nerd, if you're like, is it really... Yes, for all the ones that you might have not seen, like the Teen Titus Judas Contract, all these dope animated movies that have been made post-2013 up until like pretty much last year, those DC animated movies are theatrical releases in my eyes that rival anything. So when you say nostalgia, you're right. They don't have these nostalgia pieces, but there are some fire on HBO Max. They got the uh, Fresh Prince reunion on there. They have well, and, all the HBO and that's what I was going to say. I, I'm going to get HBO Max at, at some point, at some point. But, you know, with all these streaming services, you kind of, what you what you do is you say, you know, I'm going to binge watch it anyway. So I'm going to wait till the catalog really builds up before I buy it. Because then I'm going to get my money's worth. Because that's the problem. You get it, you binge watch everything in a month, and then it's like, okay, well, I don't need this anymore. So again, going back to that strategy of, hey, listen, we're going to release all our movies on here. And they're only going to be here for a month. So once you get HBO Max, you have a reason to stay. Because if there's a, uh, Charles just named what, at least 10 movies? Um, if I, I, and off the top of my head, there's at least five of them that I was planning to go see. So now I have no choice but to buy HBO Max and keep HBO Max. Because even if I saw one movie that I want to see, another one will be coming out, you know, shortly after that. So this is, I think, is a brilliant strategy for them to try to catch up. And it's something that if they think it works, other streaming services will follow suit. Well, I actually Um, have HBO Max. And mm -hmm. I think if you like movies, it's the HBO add-on. Like, you get all the HBO movies that are on HBO currently. You get all the original HBO series. So it's an add-on that I kind of grew up with HBO. We didn't have necessarily the other channels, but we always kind of had HBO for movies. So I, I was one of the people that got it the second I had the option for my Hulu. So Mm -hmm. I recommend it because at least, at least you're going to have the current movies that are on HBO and all the original HBO stuff, not even counting all the anime stuff 
of the Looney Tunes of all the DC. Right. And Absolutely. Out of all the new movies, I don't know what stands out to you, but to keep it a hundred on here, honestly, like there, there's, there's, there, there's Matrix Four. I'm not the super. I'm not super into the Matrix. I know hot take, but like I really don't really get into those movies after the first one. I, I like the first one, and I never even saw, saw the third one. So hot take there. Uh, Space Jam is obviously a big deal. The Suicide Squad remake slash reboot, you know, half ass reboot. I'm excited for it. Dude, well, it's, it's, well, it's a sequel. Yeah, but it's not a sequel. It's more. It's like a. It's like a soft reboot sequel. You know what I mean? Like it, the way they're doing mm-hmm. it is smart, but I just think it's funny because it's a sequel, but they're going to kind of try to ignore the first one. Um, right. The Many Saints of Newark, which I believe is a Sopranos prequel movie. I can't remember. I can't remember what they're calling that Sopranos prequel. I might be wrong there, but Godzilla vs Kong and Mortal Kombat, bro. Yeah, yeah. Those are. I mean, those are two. I mean, all the movies you named. Those are the ones I was thinking about. Um, you know, Space Jam Two is going to be interesting to see. Godzilla versus Kong. That I it. So I kind of feel bad. You kind of feel bad for these movie studios because these are blockbuster movies that they were banking on, right? And now this virus hits, and it's like, wow, we're like, what do we do? How does this work? And so again, this is an experiment. They're they're hoping that they will get their money worth there's their money's worth out of these movies in the next year because if they don't if this doesn't work out for them this could be a, a major collapse of one of if not the biggest movie studio in hollywood I don't, I, don't, I don't think warner brothers is gonna hurt that bad if they do well you know it's one of those things where movie industry shady as hell sometimes they make movies just to be box office bombs because it's a tax write-off and mm-hmm. i know the, the box office on Godzilla vs. Kong alone is going to hurt. I know that the box office on Suicide Squad is going to hurt. Space Jam, without a doubt, Looney Tunes is one of the selling points for HBO Max. They have like all the Looney Tunes on there. Right. This sucks in that aspect. But as far as if like, okay, one movie ticket, roughly 20 bucks, right? If one mm. person is just like, you know what? F it. I really want to see The Matrix 4. It's one of my favorite trilogies. I'm excited as hell. It's only going to be here for this one month. Fuck it. Let me get HBO Max. Justice League, the Snyder Cut's going to be on here anyway. Here, take my money, which is actually way more than that 20 bucks that one person who might have just saw Matrix in theaters is well, now going to we'll, have it all year. Well, we'll, hit, we'll see. Here's where you're missing it, though. What's hurting the streaming services, it's one-to-one. Think about it. Looney Tunes is a kid's movie. That's a whole family going. So that $20 that you're talking about, that's $100 when you basically when a whole family is going to see it. Now only one person needs to pay for HBO Max and the whole family can see it. That's where they're losing money. It's not the one-to-one uh, movie tickets. It's the, it's the couple. It's, you got to think about it. The movie, th- movie theaters were an experience. You know, that's a that's date night. That's family night. That's you know what I mean. They're they're not banking on that's losing you know, like me and you just going to see something with friends. Right. They're not. Yeah. They they don't care about the the quote unquote movie lovers like me and you that could just go to the movies by ourselves and I would watch go see Mortal Kombat by myself. No one wanted to go see it. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Right. I mean, me. Listen, me and you are the type of people like yo. If y'all don't want to see this movie, I'll go see that shit by myself. And <laughs> that that you know that's great you know, good for us and good for, you know, the movie industry, but they're not really banking on us. They're banking on the fact that families are going to go and dates are going to happen and double dates are going to happen and field trips and stuff like that. They want the bigger audience. So now when you have these streaming services and, you know, it's one account and Lord knows how many people are all sharing that one account, you're losing a lot of money. Um, off of that, which, by the way, is a, another reason why movie tickets are so expensive because the studios get a cut of the ticket prices. Those don't all go to the theater. Um, and from what I hear, the uh, the studios actually get a, a really big cut of ticket sales, which, again, which is why movie tickets are so expensive. And you made a great point. I just want to point out, it's also in this Verge article I cited, I cited earlier. You said nostalgia. And it's funny because me and you aren't nostalgia about nostalgic about this but it really does speak to how they're hitting so many different demographics hbo max i mean mm-hmm. and this yeah. is, once again the verge article you likely won't sign up for hbo max just to watch friends but you might sign up to watch wonder woman 1984 
then stick around to watch Friends. That's part mm-hmm. one. They do have sh- like Friends and the Fresh Prince. So they do have that nostalgia factor. Once again, right. we're a little bit different because it's not like we ever stopped watching Fresh Prince. Right. Like, like Netflix lost Friends. That was one of the power moves, if you remember. Like, right. So I really do think that there is that nostalgia for HBO because you got to remember, man, like Sopranos, Game of Thrones, those are all HBO originals. Oz is one of the HBO The Wire. The Wire. That's all there, too. And that is for HBO, you know, literally that's just HBO stuff. So I think I think that that nostalgia is there. We're just spoiled because let's be real, this is all first world problems. We can't go. No, it is. We it is. Well, it, well, there's two there's two different types of viewers. They're the people. There's the people that can watch shows over and over and over again, and there's the people that have ADD and want something new all the time. I kind of fall in that ADD care category where I just want to watch stuff. Like, unless I really, really love something, once I watch it, I don't really watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, I'll watch it, and I'm like, okay, cool. When's the next season? When's the next season? When's the next season? When that show is over, okay, I'm on to the next show. So for me, again, that's why when I look at HBO Max, I'm waiting for their new original stuff to really pile up. And they do have stuff, because I know Titans is, I think, on season three, and Harley Quinn just finished season two, and Doom Patrol is on season three, and all that other stuff. So they do have stuff, and like I said, I will be getting HBO Max eventually anyway. But now this just pulls up the timelines for me to get it sooner rather than later because I don't want to miss these new blockbuster movies that are going to be coming out as well as finally catching up on the shows that I've heard so many good things about. And not for nothing, the thing I want the most out of HBO Max isn't even on this list. I'm waiting for the Snyder Cut. I want the I want my, I want my Justice League miniseries, man. Like, yeah. I really like the ultimate cut of Batman vs. Superman over the theatrical release because they cut out 30 minutes from the first act that really explains Luthor as the main antagonist. But anyway, we could do a whole thing on that. I just, I'm just shocked that... Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was their first major power play to say, hey, please go get HBO Max because Snyder Cut. But again, that wasn't that wasn't coming out until November of 2021. So again, there were people no, like I actually don't think they said that, dude. Because as of now, you got to remember that might have been the initial thing when they first announced the Snyder Cup was going to happen. With COVID happening, they're done, all, and they're all working on the CG now. We could we don't know. They never said a month. They keep saying 2021. It could be January 2021. We don't know. No, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. I well, I think they'll announce it beforehand because again, they want people to sign up and and you know get ready for it. But the but point we also is, live in a world where it is a, it is a COVID world, it is a pandemic world, it is a quarantine world. If on New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, Eve, HBO goes, oh, by the way, New Year's Day, first two episodes of the Snyder Cut are out. True. But yeah, but the, but the point, the point, but the point is that wasn't getting traction enough because at the time it seemed like it wasn't until later in, later in the year. So again, you had time to get it, and if it was supposed to go later on in 2021, they couldn't wait basically all year in hopes that that was going to do something. As well as you spoke to the Suicide Squad, David Ayer is hopeful, hope, hoping that this is a hit so he can get his air cut release on HBO Max at some point. So it's, it's going to be – HBO Max is really swinging for the fences, and, and I don't blame them because they invested a lot into the streaming service. Everybody's trying to get in on the streaming service phenomenon, and we've seen it's been hit or miss. Some streaming services are thriving. Some are not. Um, so this was a great uh, big deal for them. But I want to talk about the other side of this. What is this going to do for movie theaters? Because, again, we are movie nerds. We love – I, at least I love going to movie theaters. That's a great escape for me when I'm having a long day or when I'm bored or when I, I just want to do something. I love. I, I don't mind going to a movie theater, even though popcorn is way too expensive, you know, paying for popcorn. And I love sitting in the movies and just watching a movie and just, you know, being, you know, on shutdown mode for two hours. Um, I love it. I really do love the movie theater experience. And it's interesting to see what's going to happen with this. With COVID and with more people getting these streaming services, are we ever going to get back to a time when streaming services, I mean, where movie theaters are the norm? Or will movie theaters start to die out over time because more people are seeing the benefits of streaming? And we really are in a weird spot for movie theaters because 
like just to repeat, me and you enjoy going to the theaters. I like going to my local AMC, having the recliner, having the Dolby uh, surround system and all that. I'm one of those people that will spend that extra money for that experience, especially on these superhero films that I love so much, on these big budget action films. Hell, even horror films are amazing in IMAX with a Dolby system like surround sound. So I don't know what's going to happen with theaters. No one does. Right now, I, there's, there's paths for AMC to be fine in a couple of years, of course. There's also paths that will never get theaters back the way we envision them. You're not super into horror movies. One of my favorite things ever, I mean, like, since I was a kid, is going to a horror movie the first weekend it was out because the horror movie crowd was popping. Like, crowd reactions. Like, a good crowd could make a terrible horror movie hilarious, and you have a good memory of a terrible horror movie. And vice versa, a good crowd could make a mediocre horror movie for some people the whole experience. I went with somebody who couldn't stand uh, first-person movies. He loved paranormal activity because the crowd was super into it. So it, 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 there is, we're losing a lot of that. We're going to lose the, the, the experience of like, like there are kids now that aren't getting the superhero experience this past summer. Like we should have been, we should have been seeing Black Widow and Wonder Woman by now. And we haven't. There's a whole generation of kids that lost that summer movie going experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing like 2020 was supposed to be a great year for movies and we didn't really get a chance to enjoy that. You also talked about crowds. Every time I watch Endgame, I, I kick myself because when Endgame came out, I was in Boston and we got into Boston late. So we couldn't watch it opening night. And you know how social media is. I was like, no, I got to see this right away because I'm, I'm not going to go, you know, a whole weekend you know, off of social media because I don't want anybody spoiling it for me. So we went literally like nine o'clock in the morning the next day. And obviously we enjoyed the movie, but then you started seeing all the reaction videos online from obviously the big battle scene at the end. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have just waited and saw it on a Friday night or something. Cause that would have been awesome to be part of like a crowded theater when that happened. Cause that, that really is an all time historic and iconic movie scene now. And I kind of watched it with me and three other people in an empty room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I definitely agree with you in terms of crowds and how that helps movies out. It really does. I, I it saw makes Endgame at a midnight showing in a packed, exactly what I was saying before, AMC theater with mm -hmm. around in IMAX. And that's an experience. I wonder if I'll ever experience that again in the same way. Some people say, no, I don't get why. No, if we have you know, it's safe enough and there's not a plague on the, on the, on the globe, you know? I'll tell you why. Because people hate paying movie theater prices. People like the convenience of, go, of being in their house. And again, if I can screw the system per se and watch a whole movie for the family for the price of one movie ticket, I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Make my own food, take my own snacks, which I couldn't do before because I was illegal, even though, let's be real, a lot of people snuck snacks into the movie theater. I didn't. Hey. <laughs> I'll do it again. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I usually didn't because, again, like, I, I respect the movie industry and I understand how that goes. And plus, I like movie theater popcorn. Um, so I, I was willing to pay for it. But a lot of people won't go to the movies again because, like, why Why would I have to? And, and if you're HBO Max and this works for you, you're not going to go back to never releasing your stuff on HBO Max again. You're going to say, well, look, this is just how we're going to have to do it from now on. I think, and again, because if, if they get their subscribers up, say at this time, 2021 next year, HBO Max is popping, right? Mm -hmm. And by 2022, we, we can just go back to normal. Lord willing, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think HBO is going to, or Warner Brothers is going to keep dropping all their movies on HBO Max if theaters do reopen. There might be the one or the two. Like me or you will, will benefit because they'll, they'll do it to, be, to cater to our demographic, the guys who want to see the comic book movie. But, but it, like, you know, there might be a rated R spot, hypothetically. I, I don't know the movie studios, but I'm just trying to think of a property that works. Spawn, a proven yet in 20 years later, unproven property when it comes to making a movie. And they want to make it this like first person horror movie more so than an action movie. All right. Fuck it. We'll make the movie for this budget. We'll drop it on HBO Max. 
if we hear enough about it, that then you'll get this big theatrical release uh, down the line. That that could be the avenue HBO Max takes. We can, we can get more episodic stuff. I was going to say before, why the hell are we getting a Mortal Kombat movie if Warner Brothers owns the property, right? Which they've done, for, which they've had for years. Why don't we get an episodic Mortal Kombat television show for HBO Max? It's it, it's meant to be told more as a story. One whole season could be the lead up to one tournament. Like, well, it's it's one of those things. If the movie does well, they'll do it. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a marketing ploy. It's a marketing ploy. They're gonna release the movie. Hopefully, it does well, and there's a demand for it to for it to be sequels and or movies. I mean, or TV shows. Well, to answer your question, this is why they would do it. If 2022 rolls around and everything's back to normal, and people and they decide, you know what? We did it. We survived. Now we're gonna go back to the way things were, and we're gonna keep everything in theaters only and release maybe one or two of our C rated movies on HBO max. And they see their subscribers going back down. Cause again, it's not just getting people to, to subscribe the first time. They gotta be, you gotta give, be able to keep them. Then they will say, Oh, screw this. We can't go back to the way things were. Cause again, this was a billion dollar investment that we made into this streaming service. So we need to make sure we have people that are going to s- subscribe and stay not just for 2021, but going forward. So if we have to release all of our movies simultaneously, or at least half our catalog simultaneously, that's what we will do. You know where and else I, fucked up? Because we're only thinking the entertainment side. And, and I know you don't do the dope fights pod, but HBO fucked up because they could have still had HBO boxing. They gave zone this lane because they moved the fuck out the way. And now here we are a year or two later, and we're talking about what can keep people here subscribed. Hmm, I don't know. They did have this thing called HBO Boxing that lasted forever that people had HBO for. Why don't they have HBO Boxing now? Why don't they redo HBO Boxing so that all these new subscribers can be these sports fans that sign up for not only all the entertainment, the movies, the, the TV, yada, 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 but the live HBO Boxing that would be happening every Saturday. All, and all the big pay-per-view fights that would have happened on HBO too. HBO gave that up, and now we're sitting here like, what can they do to keep people coming back no matter what and have this hardcore base hold on to the subscription? Huh, well, they have DC Comics. Why don't they still have HBO Boxing? Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's a good point. But, it's, but it's, again, it's all right. They made that mistake. Now they're trying to fix it. And this movie thing might be the only way to fix it. And, again, that's one streaming service. But, again, if it worked for one, the others are going to start to do it. What's stopping Disney from doing it? What, you know what I mean? What's stopping? Well, Disney's all, doing not, it again, too, because there's something dropping on Christmas Day on Disney. I can't remember what it is. Black Widow. Is, is that dropping on Christmas Day? Yeah. There's a couple of movies dropping on Christmas then. Yeah, Black Widow and Wonder Woman are both dropping on Christmas. It's one of those things where they're going to... I don't think they could ever go back to full theaters. I don't think they will do that. Oh, and Soul, that movie Soul that's coming out, that Disney Pixar yes, movie? Soul. Yes, 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 exactly. So I, see that. I don't think... I don't think... Again, another movie I wanted to see. And again, I'll still go to the movies, especially if you're going to tell me ain't nobody else in the movie, so it's safe for me to go there. I'll, I'll go. I saw Tenet in the movie. And again, that movie was awesome, and it would have been even better with a crowded theater because it was that epic. They're not going to go back to putting everything in the theaters because I'm sure there is a huge, 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 maybe even the majority of moviegoers now that say, you know what? No, I'd rather watch it in the safety of my home i rather watch it with my family. You also got to remember, those are the people that hate going to the movies because there's always that guy that's chewing too loud or talking on the phone or being a jerk when you're trying to enjoy a movie. So now if you can enjoy it in, in the comfort of your own home, you know, and if somebody's talking, you can curse them out because it's your kid or something. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, you know, there's a, I think there's a huge majority of people that actually – this is probably a dream come true for them. Like, oh yeah, I'd rather do that. I'd rather sit here and just do it on my service. And they might do what Disney tried to do is make you pay for it again with the, with the basically like a premium package. Um, and that's probably what they'll do. And people still might do that because it'll still be cheaper than going to the movies because it's a one-time payment and everybody can watch it instead of everybody going to the movies and 
like I said, paying over a hundred dollars basically if you got a family of four. So, out of all the movies that I named before, which one? I'm gonna ask you three questions. Which one are you most excited about? What's the one that you would watch right now if you if they if they dropped all of them? And which is the one that you wish you could go and watch in a packed theater? I think the answer. Okay, so packed theater, Godzilla versus Kong for sure. That's gonna be. That, I think that's gonna be an epic monster fight. You want you want to hear people's reactions. You want to hear people make inappropriate jokes. You want you want to see all that. Um, Suicide Squad for the other two, for the other ones only because that movie is so important to what Warner Brothers is trying to do going forward. You you know I'm a huge DC fan. Obviously DC has messed Warner Brothers has messed up the DC universe in terms of their movies. Um, trying to trying to basically emulate Marvel when they should have just did their own thing. So for me, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and uh, the Snyder Cut have to be a success because I want to see my favorite superheroes on the big screen. No offense to Marvel. Those Marvel movies are great, but I'm not tied to those heroes. Like I'm, I've always been a DC fan over a Marvel fan. And honestly, even Black Panther, like I like Black Panther, but it wasn't until the movie came out that I became such a, a bit, such a huge fan of Black Panther. So for me, I want to see more Batman. I want to see more Aquaman. I want to see Shazam. Like I thought, I thought they did a great job with all those movies. Yeah, I, w- I want to see all that stuff survive. So for me, Suicide Squad is the one I'm most excited about and want to see right away because that's going to help Warner Brothers out the most because that's the one that they are praying to God is a success. So I'm probably most excited, obviously, for Mortal Kombat. That's the one that I, I would just watch now by myself, you know, because I want to see it. Mm-hmm. The pack theater question I would go with The Conjuring, man, because if it's a good horror movie, if this is this the, the new Conjuring is on the same level as the first two and not the shitty uh, spinoffs that they've had, those are some of the best theater experiences I had. The first Conjuring movie is one of my favorite horror movies, period. I've told you to watch it. I know you're not big into horror, but as far as film goes, The Conjuring just is well made. Like, they don't, they have jump scares, but the jump scares are part of the story, you know? So when it comes to that I really I I'm gonna miss like obviously Godzilla vs Kong. Let's be real, I'd love to be in a theater to watch that. That's what that's made for. But mm-hmm. for the reaction of the crowd, like which crowd do I miss the most? I miss my horror crowds, man. It's just a different vibe because for the most part, horror movie fans know how to act in a theater. The people that don't know how to act are the teenagers that go to the PG-13 horror movies. If, if it's right. a rated R horror movie, the night of its release, for the most part, people know how to act. The people that don't know how to act are the ones that are on a date or a double date and they're just trying to show off or yada, yada, yada. You know, make, they're making the whole experience in the theater type of thing. Right, exactly, exactly. And and even kids' movies, you got kids running around and obviously they're just being kids, but it takes away from your enjoyment of a mo- of, of a said movie. It's going to be interesting, man. Like I, I really hope that the movie theater industry survives because this could be a detrimental part. Somebody did make a good point that this might be a good thing for theaters because if people have to do a simultaneous release, then studios probably won't ask for such a bigger cut on movie ticket sales. Oh yeah, so I, did least, hear, I did hear about that. I did hear about that. So hopefully, so hopefully theaters, you know, will get a little bit more of a cut. And then, and then it will be the guys like you and me that are going to go to the theater regardless. We might save the movie theater industry because even though sales are cut in half, if they're getting a bigger cut of that, they might still be basically getting the same amount of money. And also, on a positive note, that hypothetically, you know, money gets better for everybody across the board because you have to have disposable income first and foremost to do any of this shit that we're talking about. But especially what I'm about to bring up, me and you are the type that if we watch Wonder Woman 84 in my living room, right, and we loved it, we're going to be like, hey, man, we ain't got nothing planned this weekend. You want to just drop another 20 bucks and go see that shit in IMAX? Yeah. I want to see this fight scene in IMAX. I want to see this, you know, especially with Kong and Mortal Kombat, like the two things I keep saying, they are made for me to watch a fight on a big screen. Right. Exactly. So, and and obviously Wonder Woman, but those those movies hold up on a small screen too. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't get the chance to see Endgame in the theater, I'm sorry for you, but 
there, there's that still that magic there for you at home the first time you watch a good Marvel and or a good DC movie because that is the most annoying part about what Warner Brothers has done. They fucked up Justice League but got the Aquaman and Wonder Woman movies right. Well, but they fucked up Justice League because <laughs> they were you know they were trying to do too much and and they learned from their mistakes. Um, so that's you know that's good and that's why they're trying to give us the Justice League movie. We deserve. Were they also screwed up? Speaking of streaming services, Animaniacs. How Hulu got that over them when that is literally a Warner Brothers uh, production is ridiculous. Well, because Hulu has an HBO Max add-on, so I'm sure there's a advertising part of that too. Because I I didn't know that was a separate thing for you. Because like I said before, I got my HBO Max through Hulu. Like it's just like anything else. You get it through your cable provider. You could just download the app, and that's how you're paying for it. So I get all that extra stuff on a separate app, but I get it through Hulu. I thought Animaniacs, when I saw it on Hulu, was just Animaniacs. It wasn't until you texted me separately, like, no, that's a reboot. I haven't even checked it out, mostly because of my own, I'm scared for my own nostalgia. Of I don't want to ruin how good that. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's good. It's, it's good. It, it, it's it's good. true to it. Because Animaniacs is pretty much what, what Looney Tunes was 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, no, 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 it's 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 amazing. It's it's so again. What what I love about Animaniacs is it never takes itself seriously, and it's like no, we are the parody of the parody of the parody. So, and it does it in such a great way. And like, even the first episode, they're talking about current events, and they're like, oh, okay, well, here's the problem. This kind of happened in 2018, but you're not seeing this till 2020, so we kind of don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's 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 really good and and, and it makes fun and, and they constantly make fun of themselves for being a reboot you know what i mean like oh wow look oh we're so original reboot um <laughs> so you know hello it's nurse yeah it's real it's really good i'm i'm actually really excited for it and i think um I think I love the way they did it. They did it like DuckTales, too. And by the way, I, I do want to do a pod on re- reboots in particular. So I won't say too much about it, but it's really good. You should watch it. All right. You know what's funny, man? I remember watching Animaniacs growing up, the original run, obviously. And my grandfather would watch it with me. And I remember grandfather laughing at Animaniacs. It wasn't until God Rest His Soul, this is recent, it just came up on YouTube like a compilation of Animaniacs jokes you didn't get as kids. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, <laughs> like 20 years later, I'm watching this like no wonder why my grandfather was rolling over sometimes watching that show. Between yeah. that and the random Keenan and Kel or all that episodes, whenever they would make the jokes, and you know, which is crazy because me and you grew up with Keenan being funny our whole lives. All um, right. <laughs> Animaniacs being back makes me feel like a kid again, but also I'm just like, am I that? fucking old now that like my cartoon has been rebooted like oh uh, uh, <laughs> my mortality right exactly but now it's, you know, no we could do a whole thing on reboots that could be a future bullshit network because we could do our favorite reboots ever we could do our most hated reboots ever we could do what movies should be fucking rebooted because they sucked the first time but had an awesome premise Right, I mean, that doesn't happen more. Everybody says that. Like even the not, even casual movie goers say, "Why don't they remake the bad movies?" Because they don't. Because it's a it's a business. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. Let's let's reboot something that we know is going to work. Because there's a couple of horror like horror movies especially have this like. Well, no, like, so yeah, horror and sci-fi usually is like, dang, that could have been so good, but. And it's one of those things like, yeah, but now that means we actually have to be creative and original and figure out what didn't work and how to fix it. As opposed to saying, hey, here's a movie that made a billion dollars back in the day. If we reboot it, we'll make a trillion dollars now. You know what's funny? Blair Witch uh, Book of Shadows, the second Blair Witch movie that came out like a year or two after uh, the original, right? Mm-hmm. All the biggest criticisms of that film come from the shit the studio made them add in after the fact. Yep. I choose that. It's on YouTube. Uh, I think it's called Good Bad Flicks. Great YouTube channel, especially for movie nerds that like to know about productions. And 
it's exactly what it is. I mean, that's, but it's, that's funny. That's Warner Brothers. That's used. That's the problem with Warner Brothers, especially with these DC films. Like they don't let their people, their creative people, be their creative people. They come in and try to add their two cents to it because they're trying to like make sure the movie sells well, and it winds up not selling well because the movie's not good. And they cut so, out. Okay, I just got to vent real quick because my biggest thing is Zack Snyder isn't this perfect filmmaker. I don't believe that. Why am I excited for the Snyder Cut? Because it's his vision. Un- the uncut version of Batman vs. Superman is a better film, regardless of what you like comic book-wise or Justice League story-wise. It's a better film than the theatrical release. Yeah. In, in the Snyder Ultimate Cut of BVS, the fucking nightmare scene is nerd fuelgasm. Like, it is awesome. I saw that in the theater. I knew... The people I was with did not know what the fuck was going on. But me as a DC comic book reader, I saw parademons, Batman shooting at the parademons, and a pissed off Superman. There's two routes to go. Either it's injustice and we have evil super, super dictator Superman, or it, it's a different uh, Justice League storyline and Dark Side brought Superman back and he's just a strong parademon now. Right. Either way, fuck yeah, give me that live action movie. You know what I mean? Like, like the Take shit. my money, please. Dude, like the, the fact that like right after that, I was like, what a weird dream. The Flash is like, you gotta save him, Bruce. You gotta do that. Oh, I'm too early. Like that shit is, that's storytelling. And then you fuck it up and you get Josh Whedon to just cut together a, like, it, it's like an SNL skit of us making fun of Warner Brothers trying to do the MCU. Yeah, it, it was bad. And, and was, I'm not even excited for the, you said the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd watch it. Take, once again, take my money. I'd see what he want, what his original vision was for that movie. But I'm like the Jared Leto being a part of Justice League thing is like the least thing I'm excited for. Like, it is what it is. We've had better jokes. Wait, you, you call him Jared Leto, not Leto? I said Leto. <laughs> well, no. The the reason why I want the air cut to be... Because I, I really want... Because I need people to be on board with DC movies again. Because one thing that Marvel has is they have equity, right? They could put out a bad film and they'll still do well because enough people believe in them that they're going to give it a chance. DC's the opposite. Even if they put out a great film, it might not sell well because nobody trusts them. So I need the air cut to be good. I need the Snyder cut to be good. I need the Suicide Squad to be good so that people trust DC again. And, and you're, you know, you're 100% right because the amount of people that you, us as like fans of these movies had to be like, no, bro, trust me, watch Shazam. Shazam, Shazam was really good. Shazam was really good. Aquaman was really good. You, you just want them to be able to create movies and not pull the plug on it. You know what I mean? Because... There, we have good characters. Like Wonder, Gal Gadot is a great character, uh, great Wonder Woman. Uh, Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. Um, Jason Momoa you know, as Aquaman has made Aquaman cool to a generation that never took Aquaman seriously. And again, something you can check on HBO Max. Now, we're not getting paid by HBO Max, but HBO, if you hear this, holla at us. Like, one of the movies that I like that are animated, like Justice League War, a DC animated Justice League movie, is better than the Justice League live-action movie as a film, as a story that tells how these people came together, the interactions between all the members of the Justice League. The sequel, Rise of the Throne of Atlantis or some shit, introduces Aquaman and introduces all that stuff. If the live-action movies literally just shot-for-shot remade the animated movies, we'd be having a serious argument over, okay, so you like the first Justice League more or you like the first Avengers more? Yeah, that, that that that's the level we're talking about of studio interference, fucking up a known property. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's really bad, and and it's and it's one of those things. It's compounding mistakes because because Batman versus Superman wasn't received well, and and what the only criticism that they actually took was it's too serious because you know Batman's a very serious character, so it's hard to do him as not serious. Their goal was to make everything funny. And sometimes, it, and it's my, that's my biggest problem with Marvel movies. Some of that stuff's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, Thor Ragnarok was hilarious, but I could never take it seriously as a movie because I'm like, your whole world's getting destroyed and we're making jokes about it the entire time. I don't understand. 
You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't work for, for every superhero movie. It works for the MCU because a lot of their characters are a little bit more lighthearted in general anyway. No, you're for, right. And the funny part is, we doesn't. Let it go. we both like Thor Ragnarok and we let it go because it's a good movie. If you make right. a good movie, those criticisms don't matter. Warner Brothers only heard, why is it so serious? And didn't hear the complaints about the random Martha line being the reason they stopped fighting. When... If you, if you include the 30 minutes they cut out of Lex Luthor setting everything up so you realize how much Lex Luthor knows exactly who Batman and Superman actually are. Not, right. not, not you know, just where they are as when they're superheroes, but who their secret identities are. And he doesn't want to expose them. He wants to see them fight. He, want, he hopes Batman kills Superman. Right. For nothing but experimental reasons, like sociopathic reasons. And this is the 30 minutes of the film they chose to cut. And then they they left they left in the Martha thing, and let's be let's be also be happy they left in one of the best Batman scenes ever put in the film that that warehouse scene is like people are like Batman doesn't kill shut your bitch ass up like oh my god Batman would never do this you're right so when he paralyzes somebody for life that is so much morally better than putting him out of his misery huh? but and again even that it's understanding it's DC like thinking that only comic book fans see these movies. If you don't know the Dark Knight Returns trilogy, you don't realize that this is an older, bitter, more burnt out Bruce Wayne who kind of doesn't give a damn anymore. Like this isn't the Bruce Wayne in his, you know, prime still clinging on to his morals. And they tried they tried to convey that with the whole Joker Joker killing Robin thing, but it just doesn't it just didn't it just didn't work for a lot of people. And, but again, that's why the air cut is important because he, they did screw up suicide squad, suicide squad. Remember people forget suicide squad was supposed to be this like rated R thriller and they made it a freaking PG 13. Right. And they had a, and they had a freaking movie trailer company come in and recut it instead of like an actual director. Like that's ridiculous. So even the air cut, I am excited for it because it's not just, oh, yeah, more Joker. It's no, I want to know what this actually was supposed to be because what I got was, was god-awful compared. Oh, oh, dude, my biggest problem with Suicide Squad is they overthought it with Enchantress. I'm, I'm all for doing B and C-level villains for B-level groups. That is fine with me. Tell a good story. Me and you like the Daredevil and MCU TV shows. I'm telling you to watch Titans for that same reason. These B villains get shine in ways that make you appreciate the stronger villains. My problem with Suicide Squad from a narrative standpoint isn't even the lack of Joker. It was the villain. That's a Superman-like level threat, and you have these B-level anti-heroes at best. They're villains, let's be real, going against these people. The, the mission, the Suicide Squad mission, either should have been going after Batman for something or going after Joker for something because those right. are other humans. So the superpowers kind of make sense trying to take them down. Enchantress doing a whole God thing and trying to take over the world isn't a Suicide Squad movie. Right. Like, they overthought it. Or shit, bro. You could have made that Suicide Squad and you have all these Batman villains. Imagine if they got creative and made Clayface or something. Mm -hmm. Like, watching Clayface fight with the Suicide Squad and, oh, by the way, Joker's around here somewhere. Once again, take my money. <laughs> like, but we got Enchantress and Cara Delevingne do like yo listen I don't like shitting on people especially when you're more successful at your profession than I am at mine obviously but she has the uh, acting ability of a 2 by 4 and I never saw her as a threat the coolest scene was in the, it was in the trailer when, when she turns into Enchantress the first time mm -hmm. everything after that she looks ridiculous but you're right Let's see these original cuts. But again, going back to what made us even start talking about all this stuff is HBO Max could be the place that has these creative things on it. Be like, oh, you didn't like that theatrical version that we fucked up? Here's the original director's cut exclusively on our streaming service. Because <laughs> even if you are the one and done patron like you said exists and we all know they do, even if you pay that one month fee, that's still equivalent of, uh, that's that one-for-one one ticket. And, and, and I'm sure the company would rather have hundreds of thousands of one-for-one one tickets every couple of months regardless, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. 
But that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. My my biggest takeaway of this is could this be the end of movie theaters? Because as somebody who loves movie theaters, I really hope that that's not the case. I mean, what teenager hasn't gone to the movie theaters? You know what I mean? Like that was that was my Friday and Saturday night growing up. Um, every night, you know, trying to take a girl there, trying to meet up with friends, all that other stuff. That's been part of my lifestyle. And even now, like I said, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I'll go see a movie. You know what I mean? If I'm Central Jersey, South Jersey, in middle school and high school, if you don't got a roller rink, you have a movie theater in town. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's 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 that's my biggest takeaway. There's not what it's going to do for HBO Max because I know why they're doing it, and they, and I, like I said, it's a brilliant move at their part because if this doesn't work, nothing will work. If you don't subscribe to HBO Max now, you're just not getting HBO Max. But you know, it's a brilliant move on their part, but my biggest fear is if it does work, what does that do for movie theaters going forward? Do we see a change in scenery where movie theaters become as extinct as drive-in theaters? You know, one of the cool things about 2020 is drive-in theaters kind of made a little bit of a comeback. Um, and that's cool. And I, and I still have never been to a drive-in theater. I want to try that one day too. But, you know, are movie theaters going to be just as extinct as drive-in theaters one day? After because of all this, so we, we we don't know with the technology. Unfortunately, the technology is there. Man, and, I've never been to a driving movie theater either. My dad keeps trying to get me to go to one, and I just I, I don't get it. I was bougie. I was like, Dad, I'd rather go sit in my recliner with my Dolby system at, at, at the AMC. And now, well, a year later, I'm looking at my dad like, Hey, man, we might go to a driving theater before I know <laughs> it. So maybe that's what 21 uh, got in store for us, right? Driving theaters yep. and good Justice League miniseries but tell them where they can find you brett they can find me at never for brett me that's n-e-v-a underscore the number four b-r-e-t-t underscore m-e and we are at the dope blog the underscore dope blog on instagram at the dope blog all one word on twitter and at the dope blog and podcast on facebook go to the movies y'all i'm ill i'm ill Bigger than your average. Uh.